on June 29th in the case of SELA Law versus Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, CFPB, the Supreme Court held in a 5-4 to four decision that statutory provision limiting the presidential authority to remove the director of the CFPB violated the Constitution by infringing on the president's powers to execute the laws. The opinion provides the guidance on Congress' authority to insulate agencies from presidential influence by explaining that, under current president, president, Congress may shield executive branch officials from removal by the president only in two limited circumstances. One, when so-called inferior officer have limited duties and no policy-making or administrative authority. And two, when a multi-member body of experts does not wield substantial executive power. In the view of the majority, the CFPB's leadership structure, which included a sole director wielding substantial power, did not fit within their exception and was therefore unconstitutional. Despite this determination, the court held that the, the restriction limiting the president's ability to remove CFPB director is severable from the rest of the statute, which means that the agency may otherwise continue to exercise the powers assigned by Congress with a director who is removable at the president's discretion. In the wake of the 2008 financial crisis, Congress created the CFPB in 2010 to serve as a new independent financial regulator. The agency is charged with administrating 18 pre-existing federal consumer protection statutes, and it is empowered to conduct investigation, issue subpoenas, initiate administrative adjudications and conduct administrative procedures and prosecute civil actions in federal court. To ensure CFPB could ex execute its pro-consumer mission without undue political influence, Congress exempted the agency from the usual appropriation process and provided that the agency would be led by a single director appointed by the president to a five-year term, removal by the president only for inefficiency, neglect of duty, or malfeasance in office. As part of an investigation into whether California law firm CELA Law LLC violated telemarketing laws, in 2017, the CFPB demanded CELA Law produce information and documents related to its business practices. CELA Law asserted that the demand was invalid because CFPB's leadership structure violated the separations of power. The dispute resulted in a Ninth Circuit decision affirming the constitutionality of the CFPB's design, largely relying on a Embark um, DC Circuit opinion from 2018 that reached a similar conclusion. Thus, the Supreme Court granted Satori and reversed the Ninth Circuit decision. In a majority opinion, authored by Justice Roberts and joined by Justices Thomas, Alito, Gorchus, and Kavanaugh, the court held that CFPB's single director structure 
violated an essential feature of the system of separated powers prescribed by the Constitution. Chief Justice Roberts, joined by Justices Alito and Kavanaugh, further determined that the unconstitutional removal provision was severable from the rest of the statute, creating the CFPB, such that the agency could conclude could continue to operate headed by a director that is removable by the president at will. Justice Thomas, joined by Justice Gorgeous, issued an opinion this dissenting from the severability analysis. Justice Kagan, joined by Justices Ginsburg, Breyer, and Sotomayor, concur in the judgment with regards to the severability, but dissented from the constitutional analysis. Article 2 of the Constitution provides that the executive power shall be vested in a president because this clause, clause assigns all the executive powers to the president. The court concluded that it is necessarily follows that the president may ordinarily control officials who exercise executive authority on his behalf, including by removing them at his discretion. Accordingly to the majority, if agency leaders could exercise executive authority, according to their independent policy priorities, the executive power would no longer be consolidated in the president as the constitution demands, and the agency would operate free of the democratic accountability that the framers deemed essential to safeguard liberty. While the Supreme Court has previously upheld limitations on the president's authority to remove certain officials, the majority opinion explained that those limitations are exceptions to the general rule that the president has re relatively unfettered re removal authority. In Humphrey's Executioner v. United States, a 1935 case that the Supreme Court upheld um, statutory restrictions on the president's authority to remove commissioners of the Federal Trade Commission, and in Morris v. Olson, a 1988 decision, the court held that Congress could insulate from presidential removal of an independent counsel tasked with a narrow jurisdiction of investigating and prosecuting certain government officials. Remove, reviewing the CFPB's organizational features, the majority of the court concluded that it did not qualify for a similar exception. Unlike the 1935 FTC, which the court viewed as not having authority to propagate binding rules or issue final decisions, the court observed that the CFPB exercises substantial executive authority and is not led by a multi-member body of experts appointed to staggered terms and balance along partisan lines. And unlike the independent council statute reviewed in Morse, the court said that CFPB director exercises the extensive policy and administrative authority with no oversight. Accordingly to the majority endorsing Congress efforts to augment the independence of a powerful executive agency by insulating 
its sword director from presidential remover would be a stark historical departure. Only four other agencies have shared this design. The Comptroller of the Currency, the Office of Special Counsel, the Social um, Security Administration, and the Federal Housing Finance Agency. While not formally holding that these analogs are constitutionally infirmed, the court dismissed the Comptroller of Currency as a one-year aberration after the Civil War and cautioned that the other three are recent contested innovations. In any event, the court concluded none of these agencies have been vested with authority analogous to that wielded by the CFPB. More broadly, the SELA law court concluded that the insulated single director configuration was incompatible with general constitutional structure, which provides that the president, who is directly accountable to the people, is the sore, sole exception to the constitutional design that aborted concentrating power in the hands of any single individual. Responding to the other arguments offered in favor of Congress authority to insulate executive branch officials from presidential removal, the majority opinion concluded that the statutory tax at issue here, the director is removal only for inefficiency, neglect of duty, or malfeasance in, in office is not accessible to the interpretation consistent with the kind of control the Constitution assigns to the president. And while Justice Kagan's dissent touted the benefits of a pragmatic, flexible, accommodated of agreement reached by the political branches, the majority opinion maintained that the Constitution invents other priorities. Having determined that the CFPB's leadership by a single independent director is unconstitutional, the court held that the director removal protection is severable from the other provisions of the Dodd-Frank Act that established the CFPB. In his plurality opinion, the Chief Justice concluded there was nothing in the text of the history of the Dodd-Frank Act that demonstrate Congress would have preferred no CFPB to a CFPB supervised by the President. To the contrary, he recognized the Dodd-Frank Act contains an express severability clause instructing that the remainder of the act shall not be affected if any provision is held to be unconstitutional. Anticipating the majority regulatory disruption that would ensure if the CFPB were voided in its entirely, the, the priority opinion concluded it is clear that Congress would prefer that we use a scalpel rather than a bulldozer in curing the constitutional defect we identify today. As a constituent, the current CFPB director may continue her term and exercise all the powers of our office, but she is now subject to removal at the president's discretion. The Supreme Court vacated the judgment of the Ninth Circuit and reminded the case for lower courts to determine 
in the first instant whether the CFPB under its revised structure may continue the enforcement action against sale law that was initiated by a director who was insulated from presidential removal. Justice Thomas authored a separate opinion joined by Justice Gorgeous, concurred in part and dissenting in part. Justice Thomas agreed with the majority that the CFPB's leadership structure unconstitutionally infringes the president's executive powers. But while the majority limited Congress's authority to restrict presidential removal, under Humphrey's executional to instances where multi-members expert agencies do not wield substantial executive powers, Justice Thomas would go further and overrule Humphrey's executional altogether. As he saw it, all independent agencies create a serious ongoing threat to our government's design, and he argued that in a future case, the court should make clear that all executive agencies must bend to the presidential control. Unlike Chief Justice Roberts' opinion, which concluded that the removal restriction is severable from the Dodd-Frank Act and remanded for a lower court to determine whether the investigation of the seal of law may proceed, Justice Thomas would have resolved the case by holding that the CFPB does not have authority to compel a seal of law to produce the requested documents. For Justice Thomas, the Constitution deflect recognized by the majority opinion would be cured by a number of um, statutory edits. For example, the court could sever the director's removal protections as it did or could sever the director's authority to conduct civil investigations. With no guidance from Congress on which result it would prefer, Justice Thomas would award seal law the relief it requested, terminating the demands for documents, and leave any um, statutory changes to Congress. Justice Kagan, joined by Justice Ginsburg, Breyer, and Sotomayor, issued an opinion concurring in the judgment with respect to the severability, but dissenting from the the, the, the determination that the CFPB director removal protection violate the separation of powers. The majority ruled that agency's director must be removable at will by the president unless they fall within two narrow exemptions, she said, has no basis in the Constitution. By micromanaging and second-guessing innovations agreed to by the legislative and executive branches, Justice Kagan argued that the courts commits the nation to a static version of governments incapable of responding to new conditions and challenges. Justice Kagan also observed that while the Constitution prescribes how executive branch officials may be appointed, it is silent on how they may be removed.
rather than extract from the silence a strong presumption in favor of at-will removal by the president, Jesse Kagan would have held that a removal provision violates the separations of powers only if the measure so deprives the president of control over an official as to impede his own constitutional functions. The court's decision has important implications for the CFPB. Other agencies structure similar to the CFPB and Congress' ability to create independent agencies going forward. In sum, executive branch officials must be removable by the president unless they serve on a multi-member commission analysis to the FTC model upheld in Humphrey's executioner or if they are an, an inferior officer exercising limited authority within a confined jurisdiction analysis to the independent council upheld in Morse. The full scope of these exceptions, however, remains unsolved. It is not clear which features of a multi-member body, such as staggered terms and partisan balance requirements, the court might deem required by the Constitution, nor did the court provide further guidance on how much power an independent executive official may exercise. Wherever the limits to these exceptions may lie in seal of law suggests for cause removal restrictions for executive branch officials violates the Constitution unless their roles and responsibilities can be analyzed to those upheld in Humphrey's executioner or Morrison. With these uncertainties in mind, there are a variety of ways the statute creating the CFPB might be amended to bring it in line with the constitutional requirements. And Congress is not beholden to the court's remedy of severing the director removal protections. If Congress would prefer the CFPB not be led by a director removal at will by the president, the court might permit Congress to replace the single director model with a multi-member commission. Alternatively, Congress could ameliorate some of the court's concerns by subjecting the CFPB director to increased supervision, confining the CFPB's jurisdiction, and removing some of its powers. The majority opinion identified three other agencies led by a single director protected by presidential removal, the Officer of the Special Counsel, the Social Security Administration, and the Federal Housing Finance Agency. The court described these agencies as modern and contested, suggesting they may be subject to similar judicial um, scrutiny in the future cases, though the court also noted that these three agencies do not involve regulatory or enforcement authority remotely comparable to the to that what was exercised by CFPB. The faith of these agencies remain unclear and may be subject to further litigation. 
by pronouncing the default presumption that executive agency leaders must be removable by the president, the court signals that the future efforts to create independent agencies, particularly along models that lack analysis, will be reviewed with some suspicion. An effort to shelter executive agencies from presidential control must be consistent with the interpretations of Article 2 that the court offers in this opinion.